Hi, I'm so glad that you were able to join today. Come on in. Sit with us while we have conversations, while we listen to a word of encouragement and motivation, while we reflect on scripture that will build you up, encourage you, even clarify some things that you have read that have not been clear. It's time for fresh bread. Come and dine. A blessing awaits you. I share with you from First Chronicles 13, verse 9. When they came to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the cart, for the ox stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put out his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Therefore, that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of God that day, saying, How can I bring the ark of God to me? So David would not move the ark with him into the city of David, but took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of God remained in the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months, and the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. When we look at the action that was taken against Uzzah at first glance, it is disturbing. One would think that if the Ark of the Covenant, which is a physical representation of the tangible presence of God, if it was sliding on the cart, one would have thought that Uzzah would have been commended for trying to keep it from falling to the ground. And that is how I read it when I, when I first read this story. As a, as a young man. And, and then uh, as I listened, I would hear um, some of the elders, um, the, some of those who are reflecting on the text, they would say that it was because other was unconsecrated. I never understood what it meant because in my mind there was nothing in the text itself that said that he was unconsecrated. And, and the way it was said, unconsecrated, made it sound as though there was some kind of sin in his life that made him unworthy to touch the ark. But I want us to, to, to understand that when we are going with God... God is not simply 
interacting with us based on our worthiness or unworthiness i want us to understand that we are all unworthy for the bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god not that we cannot be worthy but we must understand that we are only worthy in as much as we stand in god in uh, we stand before god in jesus christ so it is jesus who is worthy and who has made us worthy so we can stand before for god and, and that means that there will be there will be struggles that we struggle with and 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 those things themselves would disqualify us but because we have an advocate with the father who pleads on our behalf who lifts up our names in the heavens and says for the sins of him and for the sins of her i died and so they can still come they could still receive mercy they could still receive forgiveness they could still find grace to help in the time of need so if if it was not inherent sin in the life of other what was the issue that would have caused him to be killed for extending his hand to try to study the art my brothers and sisters i want us to understand that our most sincere intentions are not pleasing to god by and of themselves okay our 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 our, our greatest enthusiasm or even our sacrifice is not uh, a pleasing to god in and of itself just because we come and we do what we do with a sincere heart we adopt our strategies and we and we plan the best programs and our intention is to reach as many young people as we can or to reach as many sick people as we can or to reach as many persons who are in need or poor as we can all of those wonderful intentions to sing with the, the tightest harmony to um, practice long hours and prepare and make sure that everything flows and we're saying that we're doing it to the honor and the glory of god all of those wonderful sincere uh, and sacrificial times and nights when we spend in all those preparation in and of themselves are not pleasing to god unless our hearts are in the right place and when i say in the right place i'm not talking about thinking about god i'm thinking about we're doing what we're doing to the glory and honor of his name and we are doing it his way what was the problem with with with, with other in this story the the problem sort of goes beyond other himself because david was the one who uh, engaged the leaders and he engaged the people and they all agreed we are going to move the ark of the covenant from where it was and bring it back into jerusalem the philistines had taken it it caused all kinds of havoc in there in their city and so they decided to return it to israel and david um being the man after God's heart that he is decides that he's going to bring the art back into Jerusalem wonderful he consulted with the leaders wonderful he consulted with the people and they agreed absolutely wonderful 
So what could have been wrong? What could have gone out of order in this quest to bring the ark back into the city? The problem is a number of missteps were taken by David and ultimately Uzzah paid the price i will stop in quickly to say that we who are leaders must be careful that when we are introducing new things when we are introducing changes when we are are, are, are fashioning and changing uh the, the the things that are done that we are careful to talk with god we are careful to seek the mind of god we are careful to seek the heart of god so we can understand his will and his purpose jeremiah says ask for the ancient seek for the ancient past ask where the old way is and when you have found it walk in it some of the things that we are trying to change are things that were set in place in order to maintain righteousness the things that that were there were set in place in order to help us to continue to practice the spiritual disciplines but we have have, have ventured out and, and and thought that if we if we took out some of those things and and, and put in some of these things if we took out the fasting and prayer and we put in a, a food outreach we would be able to do more and the people who would come to fasting service are available to work in the food pantry so maybe that's a good idea that we are more impactful that way because people can pray on their own and pray at home and all those kinds of things my brothers and sisters not that the food pantry is bad and not that uh, um with fasting and praying at home is not a good thing but we need to be careful the purpose that the fasting and the praying at the church building would serve for that new convert would serve for that person who is downcast for that person who would pass through oh just because it's the middle of the day and they were passing and needed a moment of prayer not that they cannot pray during the food bank but there's a kind of solemnity that is in the fasting service in the prayer service where the level of faith is 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 is, is, is high so to me certain types of spiritual needs we need to be careful that when we are handling holy things that we do not handle them with an unholy intention when we are handling holy things that we are not simply changing and fashioning and refashioning and making in such a way that it pulls God out of the limelight and we are the ones who seem bright. David was successful. He had done well. He had led them into this great deliverance and he continued to be on show. And, 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 and you know, it, it is difficult to see David in this light because of the kind of person that we know that he is. And I want to say that he unintentionally did it. And that's why I'm saying that we can do obscene things with with a sincere heart this was not his intent 
he was doing something good by bringing the ark into the city but when you read the story closely you realize that he did not make preparation for the ark how do we know this because after Uzza was killed and he realized that he was not in good standing or in good stead with the father and with God, the Bible tells us that he left the ark in the house of Obed-Edom. He says, the ark cannot come with me. Something is wrong with me. He did not have a place, specific place for the ark. And when we handle the things of God, we need to handle the things of God with attention to detail. Uh, 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 detail and due care to the specifications and instructions that God gave. When you read Numbers uh, chapter 7 verse 9 and, uh, and Numbers chapter 4, 1 to 15, you realize that God gave detailed and specific instruction about the are about the way that the ark of the covenant and the holy things were to be handled the ark was not to be touched the ark was supposed to have poles that would go through loops on the ark and they, 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 the 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 levites would have gone and borne the ark on their shoulder the way that it was designed it could not slide and it could not slip so what was the art doing on top of a cart so that it would have slid when it hit the road my brothers and sisters where did david get that idea that fanciful idea that he could change the instruction that he could change the the, the way that god designed for the ark to be carried where did he get this idea that you could put the holy thing the cart the the ark on top of a cart it was the philistines the philistines when they realized that they had to return the ark of the covenant and they realized that they couldn't touch it because everybody who tried to touch it were being killed they uh, got a cart in a matter of fact what the king did was gathered all of the priests uh, the Philistine priests and, and and their soothsayers and they came together with an idea that they should, should put it on a cart and, and bring it and leave it so that they could get it and they could handle it and so David felt uh, he, he, I can't carry the ark on the old cart I cannot carry the ark on the Philistine cart so I'm going to build a, a new cart and put it on my brothers and sisters whether it is an old cart or a new cart if God did not say that the ark is to be carried on a cart you cannot carry the ark on a cart so even and why can't you carry the ark on a cart because the cart can meet upon bumps in the road and the ark can slide the presence of the lord cannot slide so we must carry the presence of the lord in in a in, in the detailed and specific way that he instructed did not the scripture says your body is the temple of the holy ghost we are carriers of the holy ghost a new kind of ark if you will we are carriers of the anointing we are carriers of the holy ghost and so the bible says that we should 
take care of the temple and do not defile it because we are defiled we would defile the temple of the living god so we can't put any and anything inside of the ark because god's specified what was supposed to be in the ark as a symbol of his presence we can't carry the ark any and any way because god specifies the way that the ark is to be carried use poles he says put it up on the shoulder he says and move carefully being mindful that you are carrying the presence of the lord can i say to someone who is listening today that you need to be mindful of how you are treating your body you have you need to be mindful how you are and what you are feeding your spirit because you are a bearer of the image and the likeness of god you are a carrier of the anointing you are a carrier a bearer of the spirit of the living god of whom he says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the power to defeat the wicked one lies within you so you must take care of the ark that you are carrying the spirit and the presence of god david built a new cart but that was not god's instruction god will allow foolishness to go on sometimes to a point but when we handle the holy with the unholy God takes action for the soul that sinned, it shall surely die. So when Uzzah reached out and touched the ark, he was doing a, a, a good thing with a sincere heart. But the sacrifice was his life because they were not doing it God's way. If you fast forward to chapter 14, in matter of in chapter 14, you realize another fundamental problem that David had that led him into this path that caused Uzzah's death. Leaders, we have to be careful that when we are changing, fixing, making new implementations and plans, that we are that we not cause the death of others because we want to do it our way. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. But the thing that we see in chapter 14 when we look at it is that when he came and he faced the Philistines one more time, he, the Bible says, he inquired of the Lord. Verse 10. And then in verse 14, it says he inquired of the Lord again. He did not miss it this time. He understood. If I, he, he's, he's inquiring with his leaders. Very good leadership principle. He's inquiring with the people and getting them on their side. Very good leadership practice. But he did not consult God. Otherwise, he would have gotten the reminder for what were the specifications for handling and transporting the ark. But this time, before he thought about handling the ark again, when he was faced with dealing with the Philistines, he consulted God and he got the victory. Fast forward to chapter 15 and you see that he is now in step. The first thing that we noticed in chapter 15 is that he prepared a place 
for the ark and the next thing that we noticed is that he prepared the people the right people the appropriate people to bear the ark the bible says that he called for the children of aaron and levites the sons of korah and he called them and he says bring out hundreds of them when you are going with hundreds of Levites, the ark cannot slip. That's why we can't cancel the fasting service. We have to keep the fasting. There's even one person turning up. Because we don't know how God will change the tide and cause more people to come in to be ministered unto. That's why we can't shut down the, 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 the prayer ministry in the church. That's why we cannot shut down the, 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 the solemn assembly and the fast and, and, and open soup kitchen. Yes, do your soup kitchen. Yes, go ahead and do your food pantry. Everything is okay with that. But you cannot neglect to, uh, to call for the assembly of the saints, to call on God because the soup kitchen and the program, the very convention and the food pantry and all of those things that we are putting in place to bring people will be of no effect if it is not having the spirit and the presence and the power of God. That's why people are not getting saved. We're having fancy services, but no spirit. Didn't pray. We're not spending the time in prayer and calling on God. The harmony is tighter than anything else. But nobody in, 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 in the choir is being transformed. And people are living the way that they want to live. And, and, and we're not seeing people running out of their seat and surrendering anymore. And we're saying that the world is getting hard and people are neglecting. But we are also neglecting to stir the fire that is within us. We are also neglecting to beard the ark with the poles on the shoulder. It was a it was it was it was cumbersome to carry Adosha. It was cumbersome to carry it that way. It was heavy and, and burdensome to carry it that way. But when you, hallelujah, when you have hundreds and thousands of people who are carrying the ark that way, we can share the load. And then it is not as cumbersome. And then it's not as heavy. The Bible says, as iron sharpeneth iron, so a man the countenance of his friend, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together, but meeting together, singing psalms and hymns, and building up each other in the most holy faith. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. The Bible says that, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. God looks at your sacrifice and your sincerity after he weighs your obedience. That comes first. He looks at your sacrifice and your sincerity after a broken and a contrite heart. I will not despise. That's what he's looking at. He's looking at your sacrifice, looking at your sincerity. It means something, but it comes after the obedience. You must be obedient. You must be surrendered. You must fulfill his way before your plan. 
to ask for the ancient path. Look where the old way is. He says that if you obey, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be cut off by the sword. Do it God's way. Be obedient. Do it God's way. Obedience over sacrifice and sincerity. God bless you. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, favorite, follow, share, so that others can participate in the blessing. Thanks for being a part of this ministry in the word. Leave us a voice message with your feedback on how this is a blessing to you. Let us know if we can use your voice message in a testimonial about the blessings that this podcast has been or any questions that you may have that you would want us to address podcast we're also looking for your feedback once again thanks for being a part god bless you